0: New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming straight out, out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. NYC.
1: What's going on? It's Jayless from Nick of Time Show here. Give you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time. And right now, I'm I do not want to I don't want to call it the Nick of Time right now. It's it's grime time today, Ryan. Alright? Because I know the Knicks lost to the Bucks. We did we were short-handed. We didn't have Alec Burks. We did not have a RJ Barrett. We did not have Obi Toppin. RJ I mean RJ and Obi Toppin have both been lost to uh, COVID protocol. So they probably might be out for 10 days or so which is significant for us to considering what we've been doing and where we are in the standings and alec burks has been out because um he's supposed to be having a child right now that's the rumor going around so we had to you know we had to use some other guys to, to plug it in and one of those guys guys was grimes who finished the game even though we lost had a nice showing finished the game with 27 points on the night and knox also finished Taking the place of Obi's minutes with eighteen points, but then at the end of the day, the Knicks lose to the Bucks one twelve to ninety seven. And as always, I'm gonna have my guy, my man, Ryan G give you these stats and the facts. Yes, sir. So
2: as y'all know, the Knicks lost one twelve to ninety seven today. The Knicks didn't have RJ, didn't have Obi, didn't have Burks. The Knicks were led by Grimes. Rookie sensation tonight. Twenty-seven points, three assists, three rebounds, three steals. Um, Derrick Rose had eighteen points, seven assists, three rebounds. Um, no, seven assists, three steals, I should say. Um, Kevin Knox had eighteen points, five rebounds. Quickly, eleven points, five assists, and Randall had a disappointing game: eight points, ten Bruh. rebounds, seven assists. And now, when you go to the game stats, now, um. Basically, the Bucks definitely killed the Knicks on the second chance points. They had 22 to four. Knicks got killed. Yeah. So the Milwaukee was definitely crashing the boards. I, there was an interesting stat I saw too. So I don't know who posted on Twitter, but it basically showed that the Knicks had seven offensive rebounds off of 43 shot attempts, while the Bucks had 10 offensive rebounds off of 40 attempts, which is pretty telling right there. Mm-hmm. That the Bucks definitely crashed the offensive boards more than the Knicks, and the Knicks never led today. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing to point to as well.
1: Yeah, fires, fires, and holes all around. Transition defense was horrible. The, the Bucks had 20 points off of 10 turnovers in the first half of long, off of our poor transition defense and horrible turnovers. Turnovers were a big, big reason we lost this game today. Randall had, I think, seven turnovers on the night. Grimes also had a large amount of turnovers. I don't even want to talk about that right now. I I just want to talk about Grime time right now. Because Grime, Grimes really showed us something today. He's a rookie. Um, Came out here, flamethrower. Seven threes on the night for Quentin Grimes. Sets the rookie record for these New York Knicks. Beating Emmanuel quickly, beating Nate Robertson, beating Danilo Garnari for made threes in his rookie year with seven threes, 27 points, shot 53% from the three-point line, gunshots for that, 52% from the field, three assists, three rebounds, gave you the defense, just gave you some turnovers, five turnovers, but you know, rookie stuff. Rookie stuff. We we give some grades for that, but all in all, very impressive from Quentin Grimes. And I joked on Twitter that he's gonna play 48 minutes tonight. Played 39 minutes on the night. And Ryan, we've had we've had discussions about starting Quentin Grimes with the pop with the politics going on that's preventing it. You start to wonder with the game like this when Grimes is shooting better than the guy who's making $17.5 million a year, <laughs> do you say politics, I'm going to call Jay-Z, politics, F-politics, we politic ourselves and just bench the man in Evan Fournier <laughs> and go with Quentin Grimes, man. What do you say, man? <laughs>
2: well, first and foremost, I'll lead off by saying this. So the last show we had, There were a lot of people in the chat calling for Thib's head. And I'll admit, if after today's performance, if Grimes is not in the rotation regularly, even when R.J. O.B. and Burks comes back, I will call for Thib's head my damn self because now there's no justification for benching Grimes. You have to give him playing time because this guy has not been getting playing time. He started against the defending champions, the Milwaukee Bucks. They had a game like this? Mm -hmm. I mean, come on now. There's no justification for benching Grimes. But besides that now, um, today Grimes was like one of the few players on the court who were decisive in what he wanted to do with the ball when he got it.
1: Oh, that's another conversation. Go
2: go ahead. Keep going. (laughs) Because when Grimes got the ball, he made quick decisions. It's either he shot the ball or he immediately drove to the basket and created for other players. Like Grimes did not hesitate, unlike some people today. Julius Randle and um, gunshots at Julius yeah. Randle. <laughs> exactly, but um, now for Grimes starting, the Knicks are twelve and fifteen right now. The Knicks have been struggling, mm-hmm. so you would think that okay, you're going to do what's in the best interest of the team. Let's try to switch it up a bit and you know switch the lineup around a bit to see if we can get something going. Now, me personally, I cannot see Tibbs. Benching Fournier for Grimes, even though Grimes outperformed Fournier today, just for the simple fact that the type of coach Thibs is, Thibs does play politics a bit, and he's going to and he's not going to want to bench Fournier, who's earning 17.5 million a year, and replace him in the lineup with Grimes. Now, I'm I, I might throw this out there. Don't throw it. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't be surprised though if Thibs does make a move where. Grimes might replace R.J. in the starting lineup or something like that. Interesting, because because I don't see Fibs holding on to R.J. like that as to as to a veteran. He might be more willing to do that, most since R.J. is also another young player. If Grimes continues to play the way he's playing, but ultimately I don't think Fibs is going to do anything. I think if anything, when everybody's back healthy, Grimes is just going to be a bench player, and that's that. But. Of course, you know, if Thibs is a guy that really thinks outside of the box, like he's trying to do this year, I think he would give Grimes a chance seeing how he performed today against the, against the Milwaukee Bucks.
1: Interesting perspective because I can see, I, c- I could see a place where um, it's more politically acceptable to start to put to have him over RJ because he can, he could always go with the excuse that he's, you know, RJ has been out for 10 games. He has to bring, build his win back up. He has to build his consistency back. He can go that route. So I can understand, I can understand a play where that happens. Ultimately though, when we're talking about the success of this team and where we're going long term and and what's better fit for us. I I just, and I said it, we said it here on a program a few games ago. We just feel like, you know, the politics is not going to allow it. That Grimes is a better piece next to RJ and whoever is starting for these New York Knicks, just because he doesn't have to be motivated to play defense. And yeah, he doesn't have to be motivated to play defense. So I feel like even if he's not getting a hundred touches, he'll still play defense and he's a microwave. He's a microwave. You've seen games where he sat down three quarters and come in and hit a three. Evan Fournier um, like, he, he needs to touch the ball. He needs to feel – he ne- he needs to be running around and be more involved to get the offense going. So if you have a guy who can just start out hot without being – start out hot off the rip, not needing no touches, not needing to dribble the ball, and need to do any of that stuff to get going, that's going to be the, the perfect fit for us, really. That's kind of how – that's kind of what Reggie Bullock was for us. Reggie Bullock didn't necessarily, you know, have to – um have to be super involved for him to get hot a quarter or, or for him to feel or for him to play defense. And that's kind of what we need right now. So I, I would hope I don't, I don't feel confident it'll happen just because, you know, eventually we have to get value. We have to get, we have to get value for Evan Fournier. Eventually he costing us 17 points, 5 million a year. So we have to get value move after and he's and he's a three-year contract. So that's, I don't think it's going to happen. But basketball, it makes more basketball sense for that to happen, But Listen, Ryan, at, at this point, Ryan, after the game I saw, I'm ready to trade everybody on the Knicks and build around Quentin Grimes. <laughs> all right? <laughs> can we build around Quentin Grimes? I think can we just do that? To no, Is, no one's okay. Never mind, no one's for that. Today. <laughs> but that, I mean, look at, at, at now. I'm just saying, at this
2: point, it's like he was our best player today by far. So it's like, yo, if he's gonna be playing like this game in game out. You might as well just throw Grimes in the starting line, but just be like, "Look, F
1: it." We playing around Grimes. <laughs> we be really like, be playing around Grimes, man. That that man is my my Dollar Tree Allen Houston. So let's do it, man. I'm ready for it. You know, and you know what's funny? When we talked about quitting Grimes, I'm looking I'm looking at his old scouting report, and I'm looking at what I what I expected from the, for this game. And the scouting report is true to life. The scouting report has been true to life to me. And he's he's averaged what eight threes a game in college. Today he let him rip from three. He she shot 13 threes today. Um, the, the thing that made me intrigued in college was he's averaged eight threes a game, but was still able to hit him at a high clip at a forty percent clip. And that's something that we desperately need in his teams. And he's done that fifty percent, fifty three percent from three. Also, what we've seen is when we when he, when he puts it on the floor, the scouting report is he has problems kind of making plays and driving and he's kind of relegated to just being a spot up shooter. We kind of saw some of that today. We kind of saw some of that today. And he also said he needs to work on his playmaking. I will say he's flashed some playmaking though. He's flashed some playmaking, but the the handle has to get better. The driving decisions have to get better. And once those get better, he'll be, get a comp- he'll be more of a complete player. And this COVID protocol thing could be a gift and a curse for us for sure. It could give us the time that we need to see what Grimes can really do with extended minutes since it's probably gonna be ten days and I don't know how many games that's gonna be where Grimes should get extended minutes and extended run to figure out NBA timing, um, NBA spacing, how he how he um how he um how he developed his chemistry with him and Randall. Cause I do feel like him and Randall had a natural two man game chemistry going like one of the great passes I seen him to do was was hitting Randall with a bounce bounce pass to go to the basket. And that's something that Randall needs. So I do like that part of his game as well. It's just going to it's just going to take some time and some minutes for him to get going. And once that starts to happen, oh, baby, he's going (laughs) to make it tough on Tibbs to make basketball decisions with a straight face. And, and half the intensity because it's going to get harder and harder to justify playing uh, Evan Fournier when he's having bad nights and maybe even, you know, R- RJ some nights if he comes back slower. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be it's going to be rough. It's going to be interesting. But, you know, good timing It's going to be good timing for these bad timing for our playoff chase because this is a rough, a really rough patch. But, um you know, a good opportunity for Quentin Grimes to really settle in and make an impact on this team. Mm.
2: Yeah, and um, I just want to throw it right quick, too. Um, I I did find it interesting that, because I heard him mention the game today, too, that the Knicks had a worse record at this moment last year than they do now, which is pretty interesting. And the way I see it, I'm not giving up on the Knicks' playoff hopes yet. But if the Knicks are going to have a rough patch, let it be now, because it would have been crazy if this was, like, 60 games in, and the Knicks are trying to fight for like a seven, eight seed, and then all of a sudden R J and OB goes on um COVID protocols or whatnot, and then you have to play Grimes and this and that when Grimes all throughout the season hasn't been getting playing time much playing time periods. So I'd rather it right. happen now. You know, rather it be later in the season. And um and I hope Grimes continues to apply pressure because like like we said, something has to change within the lineup and Grimes haven't been getting much playing time lately, so RJ and with RJ and Obi being out and Burks being out, it it might be a blessing in disguise. Cause yeah. like you said, we'll finally see what Grimes will be able to do, and then we'll see if Thibs is going to actually make the coaching decision and be like, okay, you know what, Grimes is, is playing great for us right now, mm-hmm. so let's so let's you know scale back somebody else's minutes and give Grimes those minutes, or right. is he going to continue to play politics and be like, Grimes is still going to get like five to ten minutes a game off the bench while guys that are not performing as good as him are getting those minutes.
1: Exactly, because the defense should step up. I mean, granted, he's a rookie. He's going to make rookie mistakes. We saw him kind of help help off the three-point shooters a little bit too much. Um, the effort, though, was always going to be there, and that's what you admire about him. Today, a tough, tough matchup, man. Grimes had to face Middleton, who has, like, you know, Middleton is a tough matchup for anybody because he's just taller than most of the people in the NBA. He can shoot over a lot of people. So he had a tough matchup, but still admirably um, fought on the defensive end. Three steals on the ninth. Led the Knicks in steals, um, led the Knicks in minutes, and and that's the type of consistent effort we're gonna need from him going forward. If we, and you know, like our defensive, we were one of the top defensive teams in the league last season. And now, even so, even if we start to go Alec Burks, Grimes, R.J., I feel like maybe we might have a chance to kind of creep up back into that defensive, um identity that we had last season if we start to you know kind of imitate a little bit more of what we were doing last year and in the pieces that we have on the floor so i that that's something that we i think we really need to take care of and there's other things i want to talk about too derrick rose starting and how that affected the lineup uh quenny emmanuel quickly and him um kind of playing well but shooting badly but playing like We're going to talk about all of that stuff. But before we even get into that, shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to Charles Lassiter. Shout out to Julius. Shout out to uh, Lou Richter, UGB, Sophisticated Films TV, uh, Ricardo Custer, Jack City, all the people in chat. Everybody else is rocking with the KOT Show. And also, if you're new, hit that hashtag news so we can shout you out. Um, And you know what? If you want to call, too, or you know what to do, hit that that line, 319-527-6241. I see we have a caller up. First caller up, please let us know what your name is and where you're from and what do you want to talk about?
0: Here, what's going on, fellas? JT. Uh, before I start, because I'm getting ready to go on a rant, make okay. sure you know y'all like, subscribe, comment, whatever. All right. So games like this is really frustrating. I'm I'm living because we – am I the only one who feel like that? They started icing out Grimes toward the end of the third and, the, and like, over three quarters of the fourth quarter, and that they kept playing. It took Rose to unlock him, and right. when Rose got when Rose sat down, they just stopped feeding him. I can understand if like we fed him like three, four times, and he just you know his legs was giving out, he was airballing whatever, but they just stopped feeding him. And Quick got spoke for Quick right now because Quick had a good season, but this was this game was not it for him. He was doing the same thing. It's like he just kept passing Grimes the whole like whenever they were on the floor together. So that all in all just shows that biggest thing we need is a, is a competent point guard that can always playmake and facilitate and, and, and unlock plays because that's what Rose unlock Kobe Rose unlock IQ, Rose unlock Grimes. So if they're not on the floor together, I don't think Grimes is going to have a productive night like he did today. So that, again, to help Tibbs out. We like, oh, I can't play the rook because he's not playing good, but it's like, you're not setting this kid up to play good,
1: even right. though
0: you've given Randall the longest leash, Randall and Forney the longest leash ever
1: right so that
0: it's 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 upsetting so i'm just that because that's why i wasn't expecting to win i mean we were under we were on uh, demand and we was playing against the champs but game but playing like that is like come on man like we could have we could have actually had a better chance but God intentionally throws this kid out and it's like is it i don't get it it seems like what's going on in practice is randall's player but i make sure you always see me the ball like i don't think so but that's what it looks like when you're watching it. it's like there's just no trust. It's like just feed the kid is hot, just keep feeding him. Mm. So uh, that,
1: what, do you, what do you think, Ryan? I don't I don't I didn't see it that way, but what do you think, Ryan? Um well I'll say
2: this they did go away from Grimes in the second half. They definitely did, especially in the fourth in the third going towards the fourth quarter, they did go go away from Grimes a bit. Um I'll give I'll give Julius Render this one piece of credit though because I think there was a time in uh, I don't know if it was the second quarter or the third quarter where I think Knox was hot and Julius Rand actually fed Knox that third time because Knox knocked it like two threes in a row I believe
3: mm-hmm. and Julius
2: found Knox again for that third time so it, it's weird with the Knicks because the Knicks offense if you look at it overall they really do be taking turns it's not really a a big flowing a great flowing offense where it's like, you know, feed the hot man or whatever the case may be. Right. You know, it's it's more of an offense where it's like they take turns, you know, one guy drives into the paint. If he don't make it, he passes it back out, then the next guy drives into the paint and try to create something. If he don't do it, then it, it it keeps repeating like that. So it instead of me blaming like this player or that player for not finding the hot guy or ball movement and things of that nature i blame it on the offensive scheme overall i think the i think the Knicks' current offensive scheme doesn't really call for them to like look for the hot guy or whatever the case may be
1: yeah i kind of feel i feel like they were planning on playing up on him after he, he got off after he started to get hot and that's why he didn't you know get the ball as much like overall if you're looking at the shot chart he he took the most shots on the team he took 17 shots on the night, I mean, Granny had the most minutes as well, but he took seven shot, seventeen shots on the night. The next highest was Derrick Rose with sixteen. So I don't think they, f- I don't really think they froze him out. I just think that I feel like the Bucks tried to adjust, and once Rose got back in the game, and Rose was really good at penetration, they were forced to collapse. And then once they were forced to collapse, like the ball got to find Grimes again because they had now they had to make a decision. Um. So I don't think. Yes, yeah, so I don't think it was like a a freeze out situation. And as far as quickly I actually feel like quickly had a pretty good point guard game. He had a bad three point game. And but I feel like he got people open shots. I feel like he got he got a uh, Randall open shots, but Randall has just been just bad. <laughs> Yeah, he was, he was terrible today. Yeah, he's just been bad. He,
0: he was not. He, he didn't have it. He didn't have it right.
1: tonight. But quickly, um, quickly had like 11 points, 5 assists on the night, 4-10 um, from the field, 40%, but it was like the 1-6 of six from 3 was was, was the uh, the dent in his game, 16%. And he had open threes, except from like, he had like one rush. I think he had like one rush pull-up th- pull up three, I think. But a lot of those yeah. threes were wide open. So and, I don't, it was, and it was...
2: Oh, to, uh, I was sorry to cut you off. But it was crazy because the one three he did hit was like a of like a three where it's like the shot clock was running down and he went through like he went between like two bucks players, just threw it up and it went in. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like at the end of the day, to me, the worst thing about this game to me was was Randall really. And And we could talk about that, Ryan, but Randall I don't know what's up with Randall. Well, first of all, the game plan is obviously point Randall to on the ball and have him spray it out because I don't know if you guys notice, you know, how the coaches talk to the, to the, to the, um, the reporter at halftime and the, and the reporter asked them, they were like, so do you feel like Randall should be more aggressive? He's, he, he should be leading his team. And it seems like he's not. And the coaches were pretty much saying, Hey, the, the plan is to get two on the ball and make the play. That's what's been happening. So we'll take it. So it's obviously the plan for Randall to be the decoy, really. But I still feel like there there's a problem going on where he he's in his own hand. he's trying to follow the plan so much that he's passing up open shots. And he's not... I think that... Go, go ahead. Oh, my
0: bad, my bad. I was, I was, I was thinking that Randall's just in his head. He, he is in his head. Because if you see... If you see, it's pretty much reminiscent of 2019 at this point because he went from hero to the most hated in a span of 25 games. Like, every Nick, want to send him out for a quarter water and a bag of chips. Yeah. So we're right back to where we started. So Randu, we all know from 2019, Randu reads everything, he sees everything, and he cannot overcome it. And we're stuck in – we're really stuck between a rock and a hard place because we invested in him. So he has to figure it out. It's like – Like, how is it? How is the narrative? Because you already know what it's like. New York media, if we sit Randall down and like, hey, take a couple days off to clear your head, whatever it is, we're gonna get dragged for that. It's the Mm -hmm. same thing. Like, everybody wants Tibbs' head. We fire Tibbs, we get dragged for that. So it's like, we're in it, we're stuck. That's the easiest way to put it. Like, yeah, we can easily, the fans like, fire this guy, trade this guy, trade that guy. But you got to think how hard the team worked last year to better up our image. And then just to do that overnight, it's like we're back to where we were before. So that's why that's that's one of the complicated situations. But uh, next thing is Fournier. To me, he's this year's Austin Rivers. That's just what it seems like to me. Yeah. The two two man game between he and Randall is just not working. Again, like I said, I'm thinking point guard. They need a point. They got to move him around. I don't know. I think the most realistic person that we can possibly move is going to be Fournier because I I think he's the best and the best option to go with. Like
2: yeah. he's not going
0: to really be such a political team hit if we if we get rid of him because he obviously shows he doesn't fit. So, but I, I just, it's, it's frustrating because we are, we, we pretty much shot ourselves in the foot this year. So we either, like I've been saying every every time, we either don't play through it, figure it out, or just deal with it because we're stuck. These are the first year contract for all these guys, and we actually gave big contracts to, like, last year. Austin Rivers, we signed up for, like, three years, 10 mil, that's easy to move.
1: Right mm-hmm. for seventeen
0: mil, who can we really offload Fournier on and not get anything in return? Because what we want to do, the ideal thing to do is move on from him and then have slide Grimes probably to the two and have RJ play. Have Grimes and RJ play side by side. Right that's on defense, that's that seems to be pretty productive. But that's not my decision to make. I don't get paid the millions of dollars do that. That's what those guys <laughs> up in the suits. Worldwide Facts. West because the damn show is a world is a worldwide mess. Out, out, and
1: hit that subscribe, like, and I'm gone. Yeah, man. Salute to my guy, JT, man. <laughs> yes, sir, yes, sir. Uh, it's a mess out here. I'm, I'm hitting that button for real. I'm hitting Should that button right now. We go, we leave a mess. It's a mess right now, Nick's Nation, man. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess right now in Knicks Nation. But yeah, he hit, a, he hit on a lot of little topics. The Evan Foyer topic and the point guard topic. Um Derrick Rose starts today, Ryan. Derrick Rose, man. Derrick Rose is the reason this game didn't get super ugly. Because it could have got super ugly. But it just kind of got ugly. And yeah. that's because in that first quarter, Derrick Rose pretty much bailed us out with a bunch of acrobatic, charismatic, I'm thinking I'm going finishes at the rim when the offense was just going to complete crap. Derrick Rose, what was the stats on tonight? Eighteen points, seven assists, and three steals. Man, I don't know. You yeah, I any...
2: mean, <laughs> <What are> you... <sighs> well, well, yeah. Um, besides Grimes, Rose was definitely one of our saving graces in this game, and And to be honest about it, Rose is putting in a claim as to maybe he should be the starting point guard because when Rose is in the game, it seems like. He's the one point guard we have that can actually create for other players. Yeah. You know, like we really don't have another point guard that can do that. And and with Rose in the game, Rose can kind of create for others and provide that dynamic that we don't really get from the point guard position. And I think because I know Rose has definitely been great as you know, as part of the second unit and coming off the bench. But I think is gonna have to take a hard look at it and maybe be like, okay, you know, have Rose start in the starting lineup and then maybe have Burks and IQ come off the bench, right? You know, and see if that could work out instead. But yeah, Rose is one of our saving graces this game.
1: Definitely, Rose is definitely one of our. I'm gonna bring up the, I'm gonna bring up the Randall Two Man Stats graphic, Ryan. I'm bringing up the <laughs> Randall Two Man Stats graphic because we already saw you talked about Kemba Walker. He has the lowest net reading that when he's paired with Julius Randall. If you're looking at the other pluses. Uh Derrick Rose as at uh, every point guard, highest plus minus with Julius Randle at plus four point nine. Man quickly the second highest plus one point nine. And my guy, Obadiah Toppin! I'm just going I'm hit the gunshot with a plus nine point two when paired with Randle So I mean man, I keep saying men lie, women lie, numbers don't, but sometimes they do when it's not a big sample size. But in this case, I feel like you know. There is an argument to be made that Randall and Derek Rose should be paired together, right? Um, I already know, though, Tibbs, he he uh, prioritizes defense. He likes the fact that Alec Burks can play that point guard position, and they'll be able to be switchable, more switchable, running switching schemes when uh, Alec Burks starts at that point guard spot. But the thing that I like with, with Derek Rose is it does take some pressure on off of Julius Randle to make plays. um For some reason today, though, it seems like they didn't utilize him as much as he should have been utilized. Like I, I like this the Randall Derrick Rose pick and rolls should be ran a lot more to get Randall going downhill. Right, Rose um Rose pick and rolls all over the court should probably be ran a lot more. And then mm-hmm. just have Randall be the secondary playmaker. I, I know we're used to running Randall as a primary playmaker. Randall, what, seven turnovers today? But if we're going to have Derrick Rose start, um kind of like adjust the way the offensive run offensive run. And maybe I don't know. That's just me. Maybe, maybe you know, Derrick Rose tries to stay out of people's way sometimes. So maybe that's part of it. But I feel like Utilize his strengths. He's been a play a playmaking point guard for you know his almost half almost his entire career. He developed the playmaking over time. Let him let him run wild and cut down these turnovers that Reynolds are making.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, look, there's really no decision the Knicks can make right now where it's going to be a full pro. Like there's going to be pros and cons of pretty much every decision the Knicks make whether they move this guy into the starting lineup or whether they take this guy out and move him to the second unit or whatever the case may be there's going to be no full pros Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it's like you have to try and go with what you see is best for the team and I know Thibs loves his switching schemes and I know he loves Burks as that big guard where the team can just interchange and switch where they're not lo- really losing anything on in on the individual defensive matchups but at the same time it's like if rose is going to be in the game and hopefully take less pressure off julius Randle and play create a bit maybe you maybe you're gonna have to you know put a you know put aside what you want the best on what you want the best on defense mm-hmm. and make that make that change just so that the offense can run a bit more smoothly and Julius Randle has less pressure on him even though Julius Randle didn't have much pressure on him today and he still turned over the ball seven times. So, I mean, I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah, I mean, like be... You mean like be flexible, Ryan? Right? Is that what you're talking about? Be a little flexible. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Be a little flexible. Be a little flexible. We got a point guard here who can make plays. Uh, What about we just run some more plays with the point guard instead of Julius Randle? I'm, I'm that's all I'm saying. I don't even think that's rocket science. And And... I, like, listen, tips is run coach of the year. I'm not trying to talk down, but some some of the sometimes it seems obvious. But I mean, no, I'm coaching from my couch. So what do I know? Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> like,
2: ooh, we're not get, we're not getting we're not get paid big bucks to coach the team. All, of, all all we are is like couch opinionists or whatever you want to call it. So exactly. So,
1: but I just I just feel like you know it might be time more, more time to utilize that. Uh, but shout out to everybody rocking in the chat man if you hashtag new if you're new to the, just hit that hashtag new so we can shout you out um but welcome to the chat welcome to the nick of time show welcome white falcon 44 sanford gold 929 k sean uh gregory lee uh i'm gonna see anybody any newcomers out here i see kareem grant snuck in shout out to you kareem grant Croatia nick shout out to you guys everybody else is rocking with the KSU, and shout out to my guy delano steel jr everybody else is rocking with the k o t show all right a couple other topics I want to pause on. Shout out to my guy Prezi the Boss, man. Shout out to you as well. A couple of other topics I want to talk about. nicks down a bunch of point guards, a bunch of players. Kemba Walker still on the bench. I I seen some chatters. I did a, I did you know, Instagram, shout out to shout out to the the, the naked time Instagram. I did a little poll who should be the starting point guard for these New York Knicks. On the, the KOT Instagram the other day. And some people are still pissed. That uh, Kemba Walker is not in the starting lineup. And they boisterously are saying that he should be back in the rotation. Especially on nights like this. Our defense have not has not been any better since he's left the rotation. And we should just play him right now. What do you say to Kemba Walker... Returning to the lineup, Ryan.
2: Uh, I mean, you pretty much said it right there. The reason why people are pissed that Kemba Walker got benched is because the Knicks haven't been any better with Kemba Walker being benched. So it's like, okay, if the Knicks aren't any better with Kemba being benched, why bench him then? You might as well just play him and just see how the team goes. So I understand it from that standpoint. I mean, my whole thing is this. We understand why Kemba was benched. The Knicks defensively were poor with Kemba at the point guard. And the, and offensively, according to the analytics and stats, which is kind of crazy, but the Knicks were a worse offensive team with Kemba on the court as well. So from that standpoint, it's justified as to why he got benched. It wasn't just the eye test. It was the analytics as well. Yeah. My whole point is, okay, if this is going to have the balls, to bench Kemba just knock him out of the rotation completely then you need then you then you should have balls to make other moves as well right. as in, okay if you're going to bench Kemba why not put in quickly then but because quickly is your, is your point guard of the future right that's yeah. the guy that you drafted last season and you're grooming, grooming him to be to be a point guard so why not start him then if you're going to bench Kemba or since you have the balls to bench Kemba why don't you bench Fournier then and put in Grimes with somebody else like that, and have them start over Fournier because Fournier hasn't been performing. That's my whole ah. Right,
1: listen, man, listen, man. I start. That's why I started out the show with Jay Z. Quote: Politics, f politics. We politic ourselves. If you're gonna make those moves, might as well just politic ourselves and, and screw the politics and just do what we gotta do. But we already know the answer. We already know the answer. Evan Fournier makes more money. It's it's it. May, he makes way more money. Benching Evan Fournier is going to cost us a lot more in the long run when it comes to dollars because it's, it's, it's going to be harder to move that man if we bench him. He cost seventeen point five million a year. But you're absolutely right, though. It just seems like both of those guys haven't really been fitting the team like we envisioned. And I don't know. I'm, I'm I under I understand people's frustration with benching Kemba and we're still not winning, but I do also feel like. Evan is a problem. I also feel like some nice Julius is a problem. <laughs> some nice Julius is a problem on the, on the defensive end. And I feel like those things are both kind of contributing to our de- defensive uh, deficiencies. So I feel like the coach has to have the balls to kind of get into Julius a lot more and tell him what he's doing wrong. Or even just if he's gassed, sit him, sit him for long, sit him for longer periods of time. <laughs> but I, I'm for it man I'm for, I'm for making some chances I'm for like having Quickly out there I know Quickly is shorter in stature but he actually competes on the defensive end and making moves that way for sure yeah yeah, man
2: and just to throw this in right quick you know this is why I have respect for coaches like Popovic because Popovic, Popovic don't care whether you're earning 100 million a year or if you're earning 2 million a year that that like if Tim Duncan was playing bad, he 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 would sit Tim Duncan and be like, you know what? Yeah, you're not playing good right now, so you going on the bench, and I'm putting in the backup and see what they can do. And I feel like with Thibs, Sibs does he's not that kind of coach. He's going to play his guys no matter what, even if they're playing bad. And that's the one thing I don't like about Thibs as a coach.
1: Yeah. I agree with you. I think a all helps, helps us. Popovich has job security. Like New York well, yeah, job, secu- one, job yeah. security. Job <laughs> security, man. When you got job security, boy, you try anything. He's like, I'm still going to be here tomorrow. You know, I'm gonna put, put that guy out. Shoot, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start a uh, uh, school. I'm gonna pull dude from the G League and, and start him. I don't know. Like you can do whatever you want when you got job security. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I mean, yeah, too. but I mean, but I mean, he still, he still kind of, um, he's still kind of, I, I still give to, he still got a lot of balls for, for pulling kemba and kicking him out of rotation completely, for real, for real, for real. But what yo, man, Raw, man, this was the episode for Raw, dog. <laughs> I, I, Raw, Raw, oh, he, yeah, man, Raw has. You, you, go ahead, go ahead.
2: No, no, no. I'm sorry, sorry. Um, you saw what your man Raw posted the other night on Twitter, right?
1: Well, I missed it. What did he post? What did he post?
2: Now, he was basically saying, this this is why I think this episode would have been for Raw, too, because Raw posted the other night that the Knicks had another tough loss. He said, trade season is coming. He said, said, trade season is coming. All right. So, you already know Raw's thinking, like, some of these guys got to go, maybe. (laughs)
1: Listen, man, when Grimes is going off, Today, when he hit however many threes he made in that third quarter, in my mind, I'm already on. I'm the front office already on the phones like, listen, we got to move some pieces because we got to clear minutes for Grimes, man. We got to be building around Grimes season. That's his ground time right now. That's what I'm thinking in my mind. Like, listen, Br- Grimes needs uh, at least 30 minutes a game. That's how I'm seeing it. That's how I'm seeing it. But at this point, we're talking about trade season. Kevin Knox goes off for 18 points so he can still yeah. hit a three. Raising that value up, boy, because, you know, you're like let's, let's, let's keep it real. I, no one really expects Kevin Knox to be here next season. He's stuck behind everybody at this point. So the best thing Kevin Knox could do is have a game like he have today to let other teams know that, hey, I can soak get ball. <laughs> yeah, man. And,
2: and honestly, with the way the Knicks are going right now, you might as well give these young guys a chance because of the if the vets are not going to bring that energy every single game, you might
1: as well go with the young guys and see what they can do then. But you know how that goes, man. You, you you risk losing you risk losing the locker room if you yeah, pull that true. if if you pull the vets too early while the Knicks are still in playoff contention, you really risk losing the locker room. So I don't expect Tom to do that at all. But I do feel like he should kind of sneakily. Throw in uh, Grimes and of uh, these other guys for more minutes. But listen, they're gonna get their time now. With half of these players in COVID protocol, uh, Alec Burks he's having he has a baby. Who knows if he's going to maybe he might be back for the for the Golden State game. This is uh, this is time to shine. This is time for Grimes to take some minutes and be Mister Steal your minutes for the this year's Knicks. Because if Evan Fournier he's flopping, it's gonna be it's gonna be woo. It's it's gonna be a cold day for Evan. It's gonna be a cold yeah. day for Evan. Next. Caller up shout out to everybody that's rocking with the K2 show. Shout out to uh Astani Palms, KD, uh Zentrix, everybody else is rocking with the show. If you knew, if you're new, if you knew, if you're new, hit that hash I knew it it'll shout you out. And also hit that like button, subscribe button, and also super chats are welcome. It helps keep the lights on and he helps maintain the show. All right. Next caller up we have Joe from Atlantic City, who's on the phone. Joe, let us know what you want to talk about.
3: Jay Ellis, what's going on, man?
1: What's going on, How Joe? How you doing, guys? Hey, man. Okay, and, considering. Uh, <laughs> you know,
3: it's it's getting like to the point with me right now, man. Like, I hate to do this, but you know, at the end of the day, you got to blame the coach, man. You know, I'm I'm just not liking these rotations. Mm. The way that these guys look on the floor, there's no intensity. Julius literally looks like he's going through the motions every like the past three games. And you know, it, to me, like I've been watching this for a very long time. I, I, I don't know if I can watch this anymore. The product that they're putting on the court is not something that, like, makes me want to be a Knicks fan. I, I hate to say that, dude, but it's it's just getting to a point where I'm just, like, so disgusted at this, at the way that we're just get. there's no effort, man. I, I just don't see it. And the way that these rotations look, you know, you got a kid like Quentin Grimes that comes in and drops 27 points, and the kid hasn't even been playing. This is, what is his first game where he gets this amount of minutes and the kid has a – awesome game why isn't Evan Fournier doing this he's getting paid 30 million dollars a year or whatever he's getting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is just this is insane and I I don't understand you know for me right now the way that I'm looking at it I'm putting in Obi I'm putting in Grimes I'm putting in all the young kids I'm putting in quickly and I'm letting them play and I'm starting to build up from them Evan Fournier is going right on the bench I'm putting Julius on the bench until these guys can show me that they want to play I'm not playing them yeah. I'm just not going to play them, and that stems from the coaching. The coaching needs to step it up, and it's not just Tibbs. You know, he's got a lot of other guys underneath him that know what they're doing. But it, to me, it doesn't look like they 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 know what they're doing. It's like, come on, guys! Like, we should not be losing to the Raptors, eighty-seven to ninety. That game was disgusting. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even watch that. But this today, oh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. Yeah, it, it, it's really it's really like it's starting to get me mad just trying to watch these games. I don't know how you guys feel. You guys
1: seem pretty like you. I don't know. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It, it's it's okay. I'm I, I I'll say this. Um, I've been doing these post game shows for a while, and I've I'm used to sulking on my couch after bad games, right? But to because I want to have a good show, <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've learned to. Uh, Harness my feelings and try to compartmentalize certain things for the sake of the show. All right.
3: (laughs) So that is. Yeah. You have to. I mean, you have to be optimistic. But, guys, what's going on? Right. Last year, you know, 41 wins. Like, what is going on? I just. No. I don't know. You can't tell me that losing Alfred Payton and Bullock made this much of a difference, you know? We have all this young talent, man. Like, let's play them. Like Quentin Grimes, he needs to get more minutes. Obi Toppin. Like, let's just start these kids and see what happens.
1: Right, right. I'll say. This, I'll say this too. And I'll say this too. The Raptors game, I definitely wanted. When you play in the box who just won a championship last year, sometimes you take these games with the with a grain of salt. So, no,
3: nah, like, I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that because you know what? This the East this year is so formidable, and every team is like. I don't think the Bucks are even that good this year, in my opinion. I mean they're oh. all right, but they're not a championship team again. I mean if you're looking at the the other teams in this Eastern Conference, there's a lot of other teams that can go up with the Bucks. I, in my opinion. Um, well, oh, go ahead, Ryan. Uh, go take have, that one, Ryan. You <laughs> have to Allen and, I mean you look at the Wizards and then you look at the Bulls, like, you know, we're in a pretty tough place right now. I mean, if we get the tenth seed this year, I'd be very surprised. I mean and I, I, going into the season, I didn't want to play for the plane. I wanted that 6C, but I we'll be lucky if we get the tenth plane like we're playing right now.
2: Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Um about about the Bucks comment though, the only teams I see even challenging the Bucks, maybe the Bulls on their best day, maybe and then maybe the Nets on their best day. But besides that, nobody's really messing with the Bucs in the East. And of course you got those juggernauts in the West like the Warriors yeah, and the man,
3: Suns. But- so, the I mean, Bucs, yeah, man, they get hurt so easy, and they they drop one or two players. They're, they're a completely different team. I don't see an eighty-two game season with the with the box. I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll yeah. see. We'll I think, see. You, I I
1: think mean, you're I underselling the Bucks a little bit, just a tad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: well, me, I never liked the Bucs. for years. They've been playing the Knicks. They've been beating us on Christmas. So I've always hated the Bucs.
1: You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, but but I the, don't know, man. I I, I listen, man. Every year, and thank thank you for the call, yo. Every year, the Knicks fans want to play the young guys, and understandably so, because when the Knicks are losing, the next things want fans want to look for is hope, and when hope comes, hope comes from the next generation, comes for the future. So I get like I get the need to want to play the young guys as much as possible, and I also agree that Tibbs, as good as a coach he is, he he doesn't take every opportunity to really play them in certain situations and that's why a lot of guys are frustrated that's why people are so frustrated with ob topping not being these minutes so I, I get it i yeah i definitely get it and i agree i agree i have i don't all the way disagree with you i halfway agree with you that i too want to see more young guys i too i, I do i too want to see more young players playing sometimes the politics get in the way sometimes we're just not allowed to do that just because you can lose a team that way. A team of veterans, you can lose a team that way. You, your reputation could go crazy that way if you're just playing all young guys with unexperienced over veterans who are paid the money to play that. So you kind of have to play the game, unfortunately, sometimes. But at the same time, Tibbs has to find more opportunities for these young guys. He's um, And he's found them for, he's found them for IQ. Um, he should be definitely finding them more for Obi Toppin, especially when he gets back. And hopefully now... What, what Grimes showed me today And what Grimes showed the NBA today He should start to think that way For quitting Grimes as well mm, Yeah most definitely Cool alright Ryan co Alright <laughs> 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 Yeah uh,
2: I, I know this is kind of I don't know if it's very off topic Or whatever the case may be Because the last call he didn't mention coaching I do feel like Thibs offensive coaching is uh, it leaves a lot to be desired because yeah I I know I know a lot of people have issues with Fournier but let's be honest let's be realistic about it the Knicks are not using Fournier properly they're just not because Fournier is a player where you have to run him off screens and things of that nature and get him the ball that way but they're they're just spotting up Fournier and you know, sometimes they'll give him the ball to try to create or whatever the case may be, but it's like, that's not really his game. You know what I mean? Right. So a lot of it is the coaching not really utilizing the players that they have to their best potential. So, um, yeah, coach has a lot to do with it, and I also want to address one of the people in the chat because I did see his comment earlier because Lou was asking for an apology because um, I, as I said that I'll call for Thib's head. I just want to clarify something. I, I said I would only call for Thib's head if Grimes continues to play the way he's playing right now, and Thibs continues to give him five to ten minutes a game and not playing period once everybody comes back, then that's what I'll call for Thibs' head. And I want to agree with him because even you can co-sign too. I wanted Mark Jackson to coach the Knicks.
3: Yep, he did. When the Knicks
2: did. are looking for a coach. I want a hoser. Yeah, so I mean, like, we both had different options, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just that with Thibs, it's like, my stance on that is, Tibbs did lead the Knicks to the playoffs last year, so I feel like that gives him some leeway this season mm-hmm. to see if he can try to turn the ship around. I feel like now it's a bit too early
1: to call for his head. Right. Like, I, I, I do not want to be one of those teams, as frustrated as I am with Tips, I do not want to be one of those teams who's like, the Knicks just had the coach of the year the year before and then fires in the Knicks the, the, the year later. That's not that's not what we want. We Like, we have to give this man some leeway to... um coach some through some of this stuff if it's adding more you know if it's getting bodies more healthy because we saw mitchell Robinson. mitchell robertson had a weird game today but you know we've, we've been having um problems at the center position staying healthy and that's contributed to some of our lapses on defense no noel has been really noel last season when mitchell Robinson went down has anchored our defense for half of a season this season Mitch has been a shell of himself and it seems like he's getting his athleticism back over the last few games and Noel has been the and and since he's been a shell of himself usually okay if he's the shell of himself we can throw Noel in and it'll we'll be fine but Noel has been injured half of these games so we don't even have our backup to cover our main guy so that's a lot of the reasons why we're having problems on the defensive end as well so you're blaming tibbs and rightfully so but it's, it's a myriad of reasons why things are going the way it is it's not just Tibbs, it's not just injuries it's not just fournier there's a lot of things happening at the same time so i think we all should keep that in mind there's no one reason why this mess is, is the way it is that, that's all i gotta say about that uh yeah. and, Ran- and randall randall please i know i give i give randall this is last year's Randall's Dads. I give Randall credit for trying to move the ball, do the right thing. I feel like these last three games are the least, the least amount of shots he's ever put up in these last few games. He's only scored, what, 10 points or less in his last three games. I don't even think he's put up like nine shots yeah. in, these, in these last three games. But he needs to figure it out. When his MVP season, he was really he shot 43% from the mid range. He was elite in that regard. He was elite from three point percentage, and I thought this year with the improved shooting, he would be much improved at the rim. And none of that has happened this season. None of that has happened. And at this point too, he seems like he's second to guessing himself on when to shoot and when to pass. And he needs to get that together too. Like I understand that the coaches are telling him to pass first and he should, but also take the open shots, stop passing up open shots for contested twos. And just get that confidence back, man. Get back in that gym, man. Because we, we, as good as everybody else is playing, Derrick Rose had a good night. Grimes had a good night. The, the defense was faltering, but we you are a piece that we need to get things going. And – You're playing horribly right now, (laughs) man. Yeah. (laughs) This is bad. This is really bad.
2: Yeah, I think um, Julius is going to probably have to take a page out of Grimes' book today. And he's just going to have to learn to just – I think they need to tell him right now, just make quick decisions, you know. No matter what it is, just make a quick decision. Don't hesitate, you know. Don't try to look at the defense and see what the defense is going to throw at you and then try to make a move. Just make quick decisions. And then just go from there. Because I think even Wally Zerby, pointed out in today's game and I saw it myself, I think it was a play in the fourth quarter where the ball was passed to Julius in like in the paint line in the free throw line. And Instead of Julius just popping just you know, just shooting the the mid range J, which yep. you know, Julius is a good mid range shooter. Instead mm-hmm. he catches the ball, hesitates, he and then, then he tries foul. to go inside and mm-hmm. he gets the offensive foul. Yep. So Quickly set him think, up for that think, shot
1: too, yep. Mhm.
2: exactly so i feel like julius they just need to tell julius make quick decisions don't hesitate just quick decisions catch the ball if you have the open shot shoot if you have the open lane drive if if you if you have neither just pass it just don't hesitate
1: that's it don't hesitate don't hesitate man for real i mean listen phone lines are open if not we're gonna close the show man all in all I'm still encouraged. I'm I'm liking Grimes, man. Grimes is is a, is a piece that I felt like um, it can be a really good piece for us for the future. Three and D guy, flashing some playmaking. Just need to cut down the turnovers, make better decisions off the dribble penetration. And Grimes is gonna be fine, man. And he's gonna get his time to shine. He has he has uh, we have safety protocol, COVID safety protocol coming up. So R.J. he's gonna be out for a minute. That's a ten. That's ten days. This might be day 1. <laughs> we got the Warriors next 10 days, 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10. So that might be what, like a week out or so. 1 2 four. Yeah, about yeah. So we might not see RJ uh and Obi until maybe the Pistons game on Tuesday. If we can, if this day counts as 1, 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10, Pistons game on to on next week Tuesday or the Wizards game on thursday might be the next time we see ob and rj so grimes is gonna get his time grimes is gonna get his time he's gotta capitalize and tips do the right thing play that man just, Yes, sir. even when they come back play that man <laughs> yes sir <laughs> all right man I, i'm gonna just wrap it up shout out to everybody in the chat gregory lee Nick's nation tv uh naruto goku uh J.T. Reddick, everybody else is rocking with the K.O.T. show. If you like the shows, please hit that like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Trade Seaton is in Among Us, man. We need to, we need to finish out this December strong. This December is going to be a make or break for us. We're really going to find out where we're going to be. I feel like we have to survive this December to really see if we can make a push. And we have a tough schedule going up, but at the end of this schedule, we have some 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 weak spots, and we need to take advantage of that. So, but great show, Ryan. Yes,
2: sir. As always.
1: Yeah, man. Let them know where they find you.
2: Um, you can find my Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S I R G is You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G
1: K O T. All right. You know what you do. Man? You can also find us at the Nick of Time Show on Twitter. You can also find us on um, I mean the K O T Show on Twitter. I'm sorry, the K O T Show on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on the Nick of Time Show on Instagram. Please follow us, hit us on that Instagram, trying to get to those 10K follows you like 110 away, somewhere around there. So follow us on Instagram for sure. And if you like that show, please hit that like and subscribe button as well. All right. And also you already know what to do too. If you want those KOT snapbacks, all you got to do is go to the show.com slash catalog to get your snapbacks. All right. Alright, anyway, you know, all you gotta do is really hit go to nickettimeshow.com and there's a button that says catalog. Just click the button. That's it. And get your stat got two colorways, black and white, and orange and blue. So you can rock it while you're watching these Knicks games and rep the KOT. Alright, shout out to KOT Nation. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Um and as always. Shout
0: out the wide West. Everywhere we go we leave a worldwide
1: mess. It's a mess out here in Knicks Nation. That is our show. We out of here. Peace.
0: New York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, coming straight out, out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. N Y C.